0: Welcome to Fluxcast with Flux Bros. I'm Matt. I'm Tim, And this is episode three of the Fluxcast. We are already at episode three. Feels like just yesterday we recorded episode one, doesn't it, Tim? Oh, It
1: does indeed. Yeah. Well, we're getting better at that intro, aren't we? It's a bit less are awkward
0: after. I, think- I was stuttering all over the place actually last week, I think. Yeah. I remember. So this is episode three and it's a continuation of episode two. So we are going to be talking more about photography tips, um, how to work with clients for specific things, and all of that good stuff. But first, Tim, how has your week been?
1: Yeah, um, been pretty chill one of it really. Uh, um, kind of been going up, going out a bit. Bit boring. A bit boring. I Still mean. in lockdown. So nice weather though. I got. It's I been did lovely. A little bit of cycling. Um, yeah. Hunting back on that again, whilst the weather stays good for the nice. two days that it nice. did. Now we got. Re-
0: what, what were you going to tweet the other day about cycling? You were going to send oh, out a tweet, no, do not
1: I'm just going to sound like a massive, like, proper <laughs> humour on Twitter.
0: Yeah. So what was it? Go oh. on. It's safe on the on the uh, flux cast.
1: Yeah, I was just getting annoyed at like, you know, like there's like little little side streets aren't there in Winchester where. Yeah. Um, it's near the college, that sort of direction, or near the Weirs, and uh,
0: if anyone knows the yeah, Weirs in Winchester, sure um, Winchester there's smaller streets around the UK as yeah, well. Yeah, um,
1: but basically, pedestrians have completely forgotten how to use paths. Right, dog walkers have forgotten yeah. to use leads. Yeah, particularly on uh, cycle routes, and it's just yeah. a pain in the arse. Yeah. What was it? Go on, what tweet? Oh, it was... What's with these bloody cyclists? Well, I you're was, a cyclist. I was, I was going to tweet something along the lines of... Um,
0: pedestrians hate them.
1: I, 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 just, I just don't understand how pedestrians don't understand the concept of transferring bearing left from driving oh, to that. Mate, that tweet would have banged. You should have yeah, tweeted that.
0: Yeah. Um But, I mean, pedestrians... I hate cyclists as well. So yeah, it's an it. ongoing battle. So this, this
1: is this my point. When you finally got a path that is nationally recognised, number 23 at the route, I think it is, um, nationally for cycling. <laughs> Amazing. I don't understand why. I know, I know.
0: Amazing that you knew that. I don't know why. <laughs> That's the hashtag in. in the tweet. Don't them on a
1: fucking league. Right, Okay.
0: <laughs> So you're just dodging all these dogs. You're worse. You're cycling yeah. past. You go fast. Um, Way nice. Love that. The majority of our clients are in Winchester, so this is a great start. Thanks, Tim. I can't wait to get working off the back of this episode. <laughs> um, um, so you're going fast. You're just actually no, no, I'm, it, I'm, you? no,
1: I'm actually. I do go slow. I do respect that people are using it too. Um, though you do get a lot of uh, cyclists that, I, that I'll that be going slow behind someone waiting for them to make way for me, then um, then I'll get a cyclist come up behind me, probably in this bell, being like, what are you doing? I'm like, they're also using it. It's not just cyclists. Yeah. It's not a cyclist-only path. You've got to respect each other. Yeah.
0: Do you sort of like, as you go past another cyclist, yeah. do you sort of like shrug at them and you're like, and you've got like an instant connection with this other cyclist because he too... Or she are pissed off. Uh,
1: cyclists aren't like bus drivers. Ah,
0: you know, you don't high five. This is
1: the one thing where, uh, like, cyclists do fall into the stereotype of just being like, Do you hate each other as well. I think people just they just want to be left on their own. Oh my days! Yeah. So you
0: can't. You literally you're just making enemies with everyone whilst yeah. you're out on a bike.
1: It's, it's, it's like that clip of the Simpsons where you've got, uh, you've got. Um, Oh, what's his name? The principal of the t- uh, the school. Skinner, Skinner yeah. He's in that room and he's talking to Willie about uh, how Scots make enemies. of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Scots, and know of Scots. He's like, oh, you guys sound like contentious people. And he's yeah, like, oh, yeah. Shout out Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, still do, going know. strong.
0: Yeah. What, what, what are you on about? I don't do that noise. What do you mean? Um, so, yeah, apart from that, have you been up to anything else? Or I mean, my um, week's been fairly...
1: I watched Lord of the Rings the millionth time.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. So, anyone listening, Tim is a f- huge... I, I mean, I would say f- huge fan, but I think you're slightly obsessed, aren't you, as uh, Lord of the yeah, Rings?
1: Yeah.
0: It's sort of your go-to comfort thing, but not just the regular movie. It's the four-hour extended oh, yeah, edition. You know, you're, you you're, you're on it. a
1: fan, it. like, they know that... You're watching the theatrical stuff, it's like, oh, come on, get out. The proper full... You're losers. The the, the Jackson cut, as you were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you watched that the other night. How
0: many times have you watched the four-hour extended cut of Lord of the Rings? Fellowship, isn't it?
1: The Fellowship's my comfort one. I love that film out of all three. I feel like there's something to it that you don't get on the other two. Also, the way it was... um, The way... Because all three films were shot on film. Yeah. But the way it was... uh, oh, I should know the word now, when it was, like, sort of rendered finally at the end. Right, okay. Um, they used a different engine on the first film to the yeah. second and third. And there's something about it that I really love, the imagery of how it was shot yeah. and the colour palette. But that, that, that for me, that, for me, transfers to my film photography. Oh, there we go. Good link. Good link. Love that. <laughs> nice one. But Just, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I like that look. Like, I mean, everyone loves that bloody... Oh, if you're a film photographer, oh, I love Portra 400. Yes, okay, I've used it. Yeah, you love it, mate. It's not my favourite. I, I think it's well overrated. What's your
0: favourite film? I
1: actually love, and it's one of the more cheaper ones, I love Co- uh, Kodak Gold yeah. 200.
0: Is that inspired? So you, you love that because of Law of the Rings? It's
1: got a similar palette. You've got the similar sort of orange tones to it, the warmth of it you, you get. And even when it's, it is like a more, as like it says in the name, Kodak Gold, it's quite a warm yeah. film. But even when you're using it for cold contexts, um, it's it's quite nice.
0: Is there like a Kodak silver bronze? It's not as You've good. Got, like
1: tungsten film as well. Oh, yeah, like yeah. At oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess
0: that's sort of that silver, isn't it? Um, so you would say like that film for you is a dream. Speaking of oh, dreams, th- our next segment. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, love that. Uh, good segue. Yeah. So last week, you, you sort of, you talked about um, a dream that you had. Oh, um, do you want to repeat that for anyone who might not have watched the last episode or listened to the last episode even?
1: In the dream, <laughs> yeah. I'm living in a shop, Hell, but yes. not like, it's not like I'm living, basically the sh- my lounge is part of the shop floor. Yeah. So I, I I'll, in the dream, I'd be sitting watching a, t- a film on TV. Right. People would be walking past me, through me, just getting their shop item That was part of the... That was why it was so weird.
0: You're watching all of the rain?
1: I, I... Probably. I probably all twin Peaks. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, yeah, and in this dream, 10-year-olds mm. were coming into the shop. Yeah. And on the stuff that wasn't obviously shop stuff, that was clearly my items of possession within the lounge or rooms or whatever. Yeah. Be getting little bits of paper... And writing on the prices and deciding as a laugh, they put my items and possessions up for sale.
0: So essentially, Tim's just getting bullied by some ten-year-olds. Yeah. Um, and you asked the shop owner for help. I, I uh, at one
1: point I had to in the dream. In the dream, I had to ask the <laughs> shopkeeper for help and get them to- it's, in a, it's
0: a really complex sort of dream, and that's why um, I've done a little bit of research to sort of figure out oh, what's behind I this know. dream. So I've googled a couple of keywords um from that dream um, and I, I yeah i've put them into google and i've sort of seen um what relations this might have to your to your real life so um sit down tim strap in cuz it's about to get um about to get real mate so bullied is the term well i i, I googled on um, <laughs> I put it in I put it in in private browser i put um bullied by kids <laughs> Or I'm getting bullied by kids in my dream, I think is what I Googled. Um, So what that came up with is obviously there's a lot of terms for uh, bullying, getting bullied in your dreams, and then it leads on to being harassed in your dreams. So if you're dreaming about being harassed, it signifies that you can't choose. Um, Being very open-minded, you are intrigued by everything and nothing panics you. Uh, Dreaming about being relaxed proves that you have a decision to make. Um, you are perplexed, but you don't know what direction to go in. Does any of this relate true to you?
1: I'm, I know, I'm a bit confused now. Wait, okay. so if I'm getting bullied, I'm in the dream. It shows
0: your, are um, it, it says being very open-minded, you are intrigued by everything and nothing panics you, but you are getting bullied in the dream. And I guess that was quite a panicking uh, sort of experience. Yeah, it's contradictory, isn't it? Yeah, but what about the second half? So it proves you have a decision to make. we we'll leave him with that. He's having a good thing. Yeah. This but, could uh, open up, you yeah. know, there's a lot more does, to does, it as does, well, the,
1: does the, oh, I was going to say, does the age of
0: the... Oh, there, I have Google children <laughs> um, as well. <laughs> yeah, that's on it. Uh, yeah, not proud to admit it. Um, so, pause <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the podcast. Um, dreaming about someone making fun of you yeah. shows that you are genuine and thorough, you aim for success above all else. Yeah, so there we go. There's the positives. That's I say that's quite good. Um. And then I've also Googled about selling or losing items in your dream. So losing something in your dream may symbolize uh, an insecurity in the thing that the item you have lost in your dream symbolizes. So maybe...
1: I think the more pertinent point was actually Mm -hmm. probably the last bit that you said about. Right. About how, like, I I can see the link of, like... It it sounds weird, right? But, like, you're saying how... um This kind of actually comes back to the podcast in quite a nice way, actually. Right. You're saying about how, obviously, you're getting sort of picked on when in your dreams and stuff like that. It's all about, like, sort of success and dream and stuff like that. I find, like, whenever you start anything and it's like... I found this when I've been in a band before I found it, when I started doing photography in general, Um, especially like when I created like social medias to begin with, about like of photography or whatever, and then even into Flux as well. Lesser with Flux because we've kind of been a bit more established into putting our skills we've already developed together. But whenever I've started something new, like photography to begin with, you always get like occasional people being like, oh, Oh, I've got a Facebook page. It's my name, yeah. photography. Oh, I must be a photographer. And like, I'd often get people that kind I'm of in shade. would take the mic, and it's like oh, I
0: they weren't. They weren't ten, thing. were they? Brilliant. Like,
1: <laughs> it was, uh, but I, I can think of examples off the top mm. of my head, actually. But um, you, there's two sides of it. Like there'll always be naysayers with whatever you do, won't there? Really, that you kind of got to push past and like. Be like, okay, fine, but then my my mindset has always been to welcome that, and if I ever get that, be like, right, let's do all I can to prove someone wrong. Yeah, yeah. But also, even if you are like a new photographer, new whatever, like, don't by by regardless whether you get feedback positive or negative from anyone else, by starting that, having that set point of being like, right, this is going to be me, my name whatever. So for example, me at the time, it was Tim photography. I was like, right, well, that's set in stone now. Let's keep working upon that, that thing and developing it. So you've kind of got to start.
0: Yeah, so, that, mate, there's a lot more to this dream. Is there a business, there's a, there's a lot more. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hold that thought. Um, but if you dream of losing clothes, did you dream that they were sending your clothes on? Y- yeah. Yeah. Um, or some other article that helps people look decent, Um, this indicates insecurity in your sexuality, (laughs) in your appearance, or even in your ideas of how other people perceive you. On the other hand, if you dream of losing a valuable possession, then you possibly have a tenuous relationship with a person of whom you associate that object, or else you fear betrayal from another side. Well, there we go. We're digging deeper, and then the last term is obviously children. If you dream about children, which it was suspect to Google that. I
1: mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I can see why you went on in private browser. Yeah,
0: um, (laughs) it's for the pod. It's for the pod. I'm just googling. I'm dreaming about children. I mean, it could be my own children. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh yeah, Pete, where's the book? (laughs) Pete, where's the book? Um, So uh, yeah, everyone tweet Pete Townsend. Um, so to dream of a group of kids, which you did, they're all 10 year olds, yeah. um, indicates new projects and opportunities. However, these projects may be newly developed in the market and you may have to flourish them all by yourself. If you see a group of scary or ugly children, how they look,
2: right? Yeah? Our
0: they were the, the um,
1: unsavoury sort. <laughs>
0: If you see a group of scary or ugly children, where is this going? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I've just, just, just taken a step back. Um, I'll finish this point. So, if you see a group of scary or ugly children and you feel terribly scared in your dream, it indicates being overloaded with responsibilities that you are unable to complete. Probably you are being loaded with different tasks at work. And I think that's probably, probably runs yeah, tr- through stressful I, time I at the see, moment. I, I can see lockdown. This. Yeah. So, I think there's little bits there that are that kind of relate. I mean, it's very interesting how it all comes together yeah. into your dream. And I, I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear more. I I'm, I'm can't remember my dreams. I'm awful at remembering my dreams.
1: Well, certainly. I well, wake you, up and they go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, with that one, it was so bizarre that I had yeah, to remember, you've got to remember to it. Tell you, yeah, it's funny. And it
0: is amazing. Um, yeah, we've got a and a coming up soon. So if anyone has yeah. any weird dreams you want us to deconstruct,
1: we'll just be doing it's just therapy now. This
0: is just gonna keep on evolving.
1: Um What about you? What's happening in your week? What what's what's you what's you been doing?
0: So you know I've been interviewing for jobs. Yeah. Um, oy, oy, hello. Um, you know where this is going. Um Yeah, so I've been yeah, I've been continuously interviewing for jobs because obviously the the ideal scenario would be that we're working for Flux full time, but yeah. over the past year it's and we'll, we'll talk about this in future podcasts, but it, it's been hard to of course, sort of maintain work. So yeah. we're kind of using Flux Bros to build up a portfolio and um, getting money for more kit and stuff. And obviously we're really enjoying it. We're going to carry it on. But I got a job at uh, Winchester University um, being the content <laughs> marketing <laughs> officer. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's a huge relief. I mean, I've talked about it in the podcast before that like, I... I think in the first episode we talked about that um, animal question yeah, that I received. How you
1: decided what animal you are now. Um, I'm, uh,
0: I'm a <laughs> big bloody lion. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's, it's good times. Happy, weight off my back a bit, you know, get, Fantastic. get more money yeah. in, which is great. And yeah, it's been quite a positive week so far. So,
1: What were you doing before that?
0: What was I doing before that? What do you mean? Yeah, oh, my job, job at the moment. The oh, yep, that. segue, Segway, love that. So yeah my job currently um, and yeah my job for the past year is I was content marketing officer at the university still, but for the catering department so it's slightly on a smaller scale, but with that, I was obviously in charge of all of their social media output, um, videography, photography, graphic design, also did a lot of print work. it's really helped out for like flux bros getting that sort of experience. but as you would expect from a food um Instagram account. There was a lot of food photography, um, which is a point that we were going to talk about today. And that's how to like properly take photos of food because it's a completely different board game to taking photos of clients, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a big part of it is it's really time specific um, taking photos of food. Obviously, I know for actual you know huge brands like Burger King, McDonald's, you know any like fast food chain or any restaurant or just food photography in general, they'll use products that aren't edible so
1: such a lot as of a way to wax aren't they like yeah they're all
0: fake yeah if there's ice cream in in one it's like it's a shaving foam so yeah. it doesn't melt under the lights um sort of syrup would be like um like petrol <laughs> things like that it's obviously not edible but it looks yeah. it looks great on camera and they would use like little bits of cardboard to like hold up right. certain yeah. foods yeah burgers, I think are big burgers yeah. pancakes all of that i mean yeah if you search up online or you know you're listening to this podcast and you know like a little bit about photography you'll probably know that but obviously um food on campus we're sort of at a limited kind of budget you know we're not as big as these like brands and companies so yeah what i had to do is work really closely with the chefs at work and um thankfully they're all really keen for the photos to be taken i i think it made them more positive me coming in and being like look this is what we've got to do today because you know it's been a hard been a hard year for them because that's they haven't, true. It gives them yeah. some more
1: to put they know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I suppose like seeing their work essentially with food and stuff probably gives them a bit of like get a, a bit feel, of a boost. Yeah, boost. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's yeah. quite it's quite a nice thing to add, uh, particularly in this past year because they haven't been able to cook for many students at all. No one's really been on campus, so they've had a big opportunity to like sort of experiment with different types of food. Um so yeah, I would come in and I'd I'd chat to them about what what sort of foods they've they've got on today, or they'd let me know in advance and I'd work closely with them to see like what sort of inspiration they want. We've got a um we've got a lovely like cafe in Winchester and it's also in like Romsey, uh Josie's.
1: Oh, um, I love Josie's. Yeah, they
0: the way they present their food on like their Instagram page, um, it's really lush and you can tell. It's just been made there. We we're in a sort of a similar situation where they're not going to have like different project products like shaving foam and stuff to like jazz up their foods. They, they take it, they, they make it, and then you take the photos sort of straight away. So we took a lot of influence from like their Instagram account.
1: Needs a lot of natural light as well in we're their not, photos. Yeah, that's it's what I was going to say. So,
0: no. Yeah, to sort of counteract the, the, the fact that um, we don't want the food to melt straight away or sort of separate I didn't use any like studio lights. I used this one that we've got up now, but it's not that warm. And we sort of just bounced that off a wall. Um, And I'll just get photos within like a lot of natural light. And then after that, when it comes to color grading, it's just making the food pop, but still look like the original product. Um, That's fairly difficult to do sometimes because you don't want to say you're taking pictures of berries. Or fruit in particular and you really want to bring out those colours but you don't want to make it look like radioactive So it's finding like a sort of a little bit of a balance there it's
1: balancing the sort of luminance the saturation really it's like you really want to get it quite quite right on there yeah but but i've i've always found personally because i struggle i really do struggle with food photography
0: i think we're sort of the other way around because i'm not a massive fan of taking like headshots and stuff and that's why i don't do it for flux bros but you're really comfortable with it, whereas I'm comfortable with a um, sort of an inanimate object.
1: That <laughs> so I just, you know, I just leave there. Yeah, and, um, yeah, snap away. I always find like with the food, it's like, well, with any editing, obviously headshots, you've got to be wary of this for, but you've got to really still keep things looking natural. Yeah, with food, obviously, and I quite like being kind of fairly decadent with how i apply color to images
0: yeah see that's a problem with food photography you can't can't do that that. because you've got to advertise that the product looks like this but yeah it's a real balancing act because obviously on instagram it's such a visual medium so when people are scrolling down the timeline you want that food to sort of jump out so really it's a lot about working with the chefs to make sure it's presented in a way that's eye-catching and then when i go and edit them bring out the colors but not too much I think a great example of that was when we we did like Mexican food and that's like you know that that just stands out anyway because there's gonna be a lot of bright sort of colors in there like you know you've got the peppers your jalapenos like every single thing coming together um and that got like a good engagement but yeah with with photography food photography. It's just, I think personally, if you're on a smaller budget, you know, if you're just starting out a lot of natural lighting, perhaps yeah. we could do like a video tutorial on it at some point. I know we want to sort of get more into food photography because we want to work with more companies in Winchester Definitely you do food photography. So potentially in the future, rather than me just saying it right now, we'll get out there and we'll do a video and you'll be able to visually see everything. <laughs>
1: One thing that's great about Winchester is you have got independence everywhere. That's one thing that the city thrives on, I find, um, with the companies and shops. But I really, like, respect the companies that understand the importance of high-quality visual media yeah. on their social media. For one company, actually, this is Southampton, but one uh, bar that I find, I've this to you many times, um, one thing I find brilliant is, like, Heartbreakers, for example. Like they've. Tim loves Heartbreakers. Bro, I love well, Heartbreakers. Right? Absolutely, it's a the bar Southampton.
0: Um Yeah, if you haven't been to Heartbreakers, it's pretty good actually. To be fair, they play a lot of decent music.
1: It's just indie music. A lot of Arctic, Monkeys, oh, is, um, Arctic Monkeys, which is a
0: positive in my book.
1: When I've gone on their Saturday nights, it's like they do their sort of like psychedelia night. It's just yeah. like a proper club night, but indie music. Yeah. I've never not heard like Arctic Monkeys played. You yeah, Joy Division playing. you got Libertines. Always, it. always. Yeah. Back into the summer of the yeah. Libertines.
0: So what do you like? What do you particularly like about their social media output?
1: Again, they use, it's, so it's, um, all natural lighting. But the cocktails particularly work. Yeah, the because it's a venue upstairs too. You've kind of got that grungy kind of aesthetic across the whole yeah. place. Um very like yeah DIY indie bands. Um, so when they they had one particular photographer, I don't know if they still work with her at all, but um, she was called Ginger Dope. Ginger Dope Photography. Right, and she did a lot of bands. Um, and um, she would often, it would either be on film or it would be very much emulating film look. And these images of cocktails would be very much, they'd be dark with one key light coming in. Obviously, you'd have a slight bit of fill from the windows naturally. But um, the, f- the drink was really, the colours were very saturated. But not in a natural way. It okay. looks really
0: yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, yeah, for drinks it sort of works because yeah, especially with cocktails. Yeah. You, you sort of that's one of those things you want to you do want to really bring the colors up. But I was just gonna say, um, if anyone's interested, my the sort of kit that I've been using, I've had a Canon 70D for a, a couple years, and that's you know until I can get a new camera, that's pretty decent. I mean, if you're starting off photography, I. I would say a Canon seventy D is pretty good for
1: one in that range, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Agree
0: with that. Um, and also with a fifty millimeter lens as well. You got me a fifty mil lens last year. Food photography, drink photography. It's unbelievable because it's got such a shallow depth of field. One point eight, isn't it? Yeah. It's one point eight aperture. So you can really separate the background from the, the food and really make it pop on your socials. So and then edit editing. Um, in terms of editing, we both use Lightroom, don't we? We no, love I love, Lightroom. love Lightroom. Um, I think those are the three things from me that are you know can get you properly started with headshot photography and with food photography. I drink.
1: think yeah, I agree with that. Like I, because I upgraded my camera a couple of years ago. Um, I still need I still need to build up these sort of lens arsenal that I was kind of working mm. with on the Canon equivalent. But I now work with a um. Sony a 7 ii And one thing I have found is I didn't really use um telefocal lenses in when I had my Canon. I had the 60 D the model before yours. Um great camera, fantastic camera, but um I found that I do much prefer primes and like yeah. you you can like you see, you can get that shallow depth of field and it looks brilliant when it's used correctly. Yeah. Um
0: I know you were saying about um, band photography as well. Do you want to yeah. talk a bit about that? Because I think that's our final topic in regards to photography we want to yeah. sort of chat about. So what sort of um, photographers do you take uh, inspiration from when it comes to bands? Do you have any in particular oh, One or artists in general?
1: There's two, well, there's, a, there's a few, but there are two really stand out for me. Um, Matt Goff, who does, he's like the, um, the, the Amazons, isn't yeah, it? he's the creative director yeah. for the Amazon, so he does like all their photography, their sort of uh, their graphic design, their videos. His work is stunning, but um, I do. It's not one of those ones that I would want to try and emulate myself because it's so. He he does the he plays with the, the typical kind of split toning of blues and the highlights oranges in the shadows but his his style is so developed from that as a basic that it looks really really nice and very golden i would describe his images yeah they look great the other one i really love is um shot by fox um Phoebe Thought.
0: Isn't it mad? We, we haven't even talked about this and I knew you were going to say those two people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're, they're just two photographers. I I love their they're work. They're sort of the
0: standouts, aren't they? So yeah. yeah, if you want some inspiration like Tim has had, I, those those two are definitely worth searching up on on Instagram.
1: She's definitely very different from Matt. She's probably more how my work does look. She likes to put a lot of grain in her images. It's very a lot
0: of black and white, isn't it?
1: Some of it's black and white, but I also find lots of colours, like lots of it in images, quite popping. Her, one weird thing that I have noticed the skin tones she gets in images. I think it, the colour of it just looks really nice. But she shot um, a few artists that I follow. One that, again, you'll be like, oh, and then you have mentioned at some point, Portsmouth-based singer, Joey Jerry
0: <laughs> Williams. There we go. <laughs> I
1: think her music's brilliant and the photography really complements it. And that's the same with, uh, actually, Matt Goff. The thing is that and I find this with all all artists, the the visual media shouldn't just be a photo shoot for the sake of, oh, let's tick that box. Yeah. The imagery, the video work, it should all reflect what the music sounds yeah. like.
0: Do you think being in a band has really helped you with Definitely band f- photography? Because you know what people want.
1: Well, exactly that. And also um, my degree, what I did was mm-hmm. music business at BIM in Brighton. Yeah. And... I kind of came from a point of view where understanding like management and understanding what labels want and that sort of stuff so I can understand the one thing that helped us when we were doing packages is was whenever I'd be uh, working with a band I'd ask for a track yeah. where they're working on at the moment so I could hear what they were doing what sort of, sound. The sort of
0: vibe yeah, yeah I'd,
1: I'd want to get an atmosphere from them and um, and that's where I'd take the photos I'd i uh go for a location that I felt complemented that sound. And yeah. Play yeah, so,
0: yeah. So that's an interesting way of working it. It's, it's sort of a lot like you, um, you know what bands want because you've been in a band. Um, I know what food wants because I'm an absolute snack. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting on that one. Um,
1: Seriously though, it kind of comes back to what you were saying last episode about Um, it all comes back to like you were saying with with how you work with your videography to how I work on a photo shoot. Yeah. Branding. I, when I was in my band, um, we, it, it, it wasn't mates that were just like, let's make music. We always said about this, looking back on it, like we only came together for the purpose of a band. We were all kind of like, we've all become mates since then. But it was very much like this is a job in a way. We did treat it like a brand and a product. So we understood um that what decisions we made, we were like, right, does this is this purposeful for the company?
0: And that do you know what that's so yeah, that's such a great like thing that some clients have. It's so nice when a client comes to you and they know exactly what they want and what sort of aesthetic they want. I can think of a couple, I mean Beth Frost, who we worked with recently, just knew exactly what she yeah. wanted. Um, elite field hockey as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Tom, Tom. Wan, uh, Esther, to one, yeah. Esther Hope yeah. as well. Like they, you know, there's a few people we've worked with who just come in and they know exactly what they want, and that that really helps us because we can develop a style around around them and around their personality. And yeah, that's something you do get with bands. Um,
1: We've had a few of the opposites though, haven't we? Like maybe a QA and a where God. they didn't really know what the answers they even wanted to give for. Oh
0: yeah, that is an amazing <laughs> story. And we, and we will tell that story at some point, probably not now because no, we need a whole no. podcast for that. Yeah, I think that really, that's really all the photography stuff that we were going to touch upon, yeah. isn't it? And I, I sort of, when we were talking just then, I thought um, in the last episode, we were talking about how do you work with clients and um I sort of stupidly suggested that you could tell them a joke to sort of uh calm their nerves a little bit. So Tim, have you found any jokes that you are keen to share right now? I,
1: I have. So I um, did a bit of uh, bit of digging. Yeah. And
0: so should we should we act this out? Should we do one of them again? And I'm gonna be the client. No. <laughs> I'm gonna be the client and I'm gonna come in, right? And I'm gonna sit down. Right? yeah
2: so we'll have to introduce ourselves a little
1: bit uh, it's probably... yeah it's all right so you walk in you're kin hello hi so are you are you matt
0: yeah i am matt i'm here brilliant
1: thank you for getting in touch no no worries yeah um so what uh what, what are these photos for what uh what are you doing really I'm um yeah. Just,
0: yeah they're headshots um and yeah, I'm just, um, I'm looking, I'm looking, to, look, I'm looking to be gorgeous. Do you know what I mean? Like I want these photos to really show off my, um, my best features, you know, and I'm going to use them on, on my, uh, portfolio.
1: Fair enough. No, brilliant. Right. So we'll get you, get you set down. I'll get yep. my camera. Yeah. Okay. Up. I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, I nearly, I nearly gave up on my career as a photographer. I kept losing focus.
0: So just like that, just just straight, like in, that straight, straight in, straight in. <laughs> Any more? Um, this is going to make people feel so comfortable.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> keep working at this. I've been doing this for a year. I mean, photography is a developing hobby. <laughs>
0: oh, get in,
1: get in. I had a mate um, actually recently, he, he, he stopped doing photography, he retired from it. He moved to an old focus home.
0: Old focus, home. Yeah. Is that a tab? I don't
1: know. <laughs> Dad jokes as
0: well. Oh, you've got to focus on telling these better. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. nice. Um, but they're developing. Yeah. 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 Go on, keep snapping
2: away. Um, what was another the one there?
0: These are class. Also, we're not saying that Tim is not going to say these, okay? No, on a shoot. This is all for a joke purpose. Um, yeah, we do. We're, we're not going to be telling any shite jokes around clients unless they ask. So that's probably the end of this episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. just a fucking he's a absolute shambles. Um, we still, we're enjoying these, aren't we?
1: Oh, I love it. I think actually every time we kind of like mm. plan for one of these, I'm like, oh, do I have enough to say? We've already got well enough. We've got so much to say. Oh, so to more be fair. I could go into.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, to be fair, you can save that for future future podcasts. Um, but yeah, uh, it's always fun, isn't it, to have a little bit of a muck around as well and pretend like what you're going to say to clients and stuff. Oh, yeah. The main the main thing is to just be comfortable around clients. I mean, it's so... It's, they're human. They're human at the of end like, of the day.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like having... Uh, and this kind of reminds me of something that happened a few weeks ago. Oh, gosh. gosh. It kind of comes back to, like, you, you, you've got a situation going on. You kind of just be natural and just have a good, good normal chat. Oh. I like what I did. <gasps> <laughs>
0: I did not think you were going to go and mention this on the podcast. But this is an amazing way oh. to end this pod. I like um, what I did
1: a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah. So what we're saying here, yeah, is... Just before you move on to the story, (laughs) I'm going to, like, I'm going to, yeah, just say quickly that at the end of the day, when you're working with clients, because you might be listening to this podcast wondering, um, yeah, taking photography, I'm, like, decent at that, but I just, I need to work on interacting with clients, but everyone's human. Do you know what I mean? You know, you just want to make it a comfortable atmosphere, um, you know, joke about a little bit, but at the same time get, Get what you and the client have in mind and ev- everything will go well. Just don't stress about any sort of shoot. Um, everything can be resolved. So yeah, the main thing really is to be just comfortable around clients. Like, you know, we're all human at the end of the day and you may feel like you're really, really good at photography, but you're you're not sure how to act in a situation, whether that's getting shoots and getting people on board and then you're at a shoot and you know, you're sort of stressing out about what to do, but just have a plan in mind, just have a focus, be open and honest with the client and just chat and talk and, you know, have a laugh. Like it's, it's meant to be like a sort of a fun experience for you who loves photography or videography and for the client who wants to improve their portfolio, you know?
1: The it, more you do, the better, more comfortable you'll be. Exactly, in world, exactly. Uh, and and in a, what to talk about. Exactly.
0: And in a lot of scenarios, especially starting out, you're probably both going to be a little bit nervous, but just at the end of the day everyone's human it's like having an interview isn't it you know you, 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 yeah. for me i get so nervous before interviews but then when you're there you realize you're just talking to a person and you know i think that's the main thing once you've got your photography sorted and you're you're solid you'll have so much confidence to go on and interact and and work with clients but what we do want to talk about. And to be fair, one of our cameras has just shut off and it's probably a good thing because we don't want a clip of me just going in on Tim again, like the Lego oh, the Lego oh. chat, but I'm just going to leave this to Tim, right? You've got a story, haven't you about someone you um, met in a queue recently and it, and it was a sort of a very awkward encounter. Yeah. I
1: mean, as this lockdown has uh, kind of shut us all off from like the rest of the world for the last year, I'm sure going back into June, when things open up again, we're all going to have to sort of, like, learn basic social skills. Particularly when it comes to something like dating, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, this was, this was hilarious. I, I had to tell Max, I was like, this is so tragic, I've, really, yeah. I've reached a new low. Yeah. yeah, so it was a Saturday, it was a busy, uh, busy afternoon. But um, around Winchester, you've got loads and loads of little coffee shops and there's one area called the square and you've got a few little coffee shops opposite each other in that area and i was queuing up for one of them and it's such a stupid to be fair it's such a stupid story basically the queue was going the wrong way i was yeah. queuing up for it but i was trying to like i was waiting to the point where i was at the point in the queue where i could move mm. it back to how it should be because the queue, uh, do it, you know like, what?
0: The queue gets out of hand down there, to be fair. The queue is an absolute nightmare. Um, so I'm not surprised that this, that this encounter was, happened. Yeah, um, or that
1: it was worthy of conversation. Worthy of a chat. But yeah. Uh, oh. So basically, I'm in the queue. And, uh, this rather attractive lady comes up to me.
2: Oi, oi. Is this, is
1: this the queue? Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, there's like a little conversation there. Mm, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's not queuing. Basically, I was so shit at talking to this lady yeah. that for the next 10, 15 minutes, yeah. I don't know how long it was, I was just talking about queuing. Yeah. I, so, I, I mean, was... how
0: much can you talk about queues? Like, you know, what can you chat about I was, for that long?
1: I was kicking myself because I was just like... Why didn't I just think of something normal to say or to, like, segue the conversation on? Were
0: you just like, huh, queues, eh? God, <laughs> we're, we're so British, aren't we? Que- queues, like, you know, it feels like you spend most of your life just in queues. Oh, God, it's got even worse since the pandemic, is not it? Yeah. God, just queuing everywhere. Queuing for shops, queuing for coffee. What next? <laughs> queuing for my own funeral next, will not I? Oh, and it just uh, it just evolved, did it? And you just never moved on from I the know, like, chat. I didn't, I,
1: I didn't want to stop the conversation.
0: Oh, no. I didn't
1: want to. I couldn't think of what to mm-hmm. say. I was I was kicking myself because I was just like there were so many so many little segues I could have gone. The pandemic's
0: into. a decent one to sort of yeah, move or, on from, you isn't know, it? leave really
1: this place when they're not just serving takeaways, it's quite a nice little cafe and yeah, yeah. restaurant. Oh. Um and with that, I think I saw how dwindling the conversation was, and uh, you just it was, went. It was my cue to leave.
0: Oh, very, very nice. We'll leave on that one. Perfect. Um, in the future as well, we are going to have a Q&A. So yeah. if you do want to get any questions you, in. you. Oh, you. No. Ah. <laughs> Nice. I didn't even <laughs> think of that. But, but yeah, we are going to be having a Q&A, yeah. something Tim knows a lot about. So if you do have any questions that you want to ask, please uh, contact us on our social yeah, media. Just
1: even if anything we've discussed, like even if it's a silly stuff, yeah. whatever. Like, let's, let's get a conversation going. Let's, yeah. let's, let's have a chat with you guys. Yeah, let's it's cool. going
0: to be a fun episode. That's going to be in a couple of episodes time. time. Yeah. Um, we we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we? fortnight, yeah. Yep, so hope you all have a great couple of weeks and we will see you then.
1: See you on the flux side. Nice. Nice.